Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Some of them are having to live in atrocious conditions as well. On Thursday, and thanks, by the way, to Paul for Thursday. On Thursday, Paul spoke to Alina who's a pregnant mom. She's living in probably the worst living conditions we've seen in Cork uh, for a long, long time. She's going to the toilet in the garden. It's it's that bad. Here's a reminder of Paul's conversation with Alina. The bathroom is in an appalling condition. Are you able to go to the toilet? No, no, no. We, we didn't use from December the shower and the toilet. From May until December, I try to clean every day. Sometimes I have maybe, I clean two, three, two, three times on day. And, and, and how, uh, are you, how are you using, how are you using the toilet? It was impossible to use it again, you know, because the water, it was continuous. And how are you using the bathroom? I mean, how do you go to the toilet? Um, yeah, uh, we pee in a bucket and, you know, the second problem we made in the plastic bag and we wash in a small, small bowl, you know, in the kitchen. Yeah, it was very hard because, especially for me, pregnant, to wash in a small, small bowl, you know. Okay, I'm gonna. T- I'm just gonna go back there because I want to tell you. It's it's Cork. It's 2023. Are we living? You're describing conditions like the third world. You tell me, you're going to the, your your number one as it were in a bottle, yeah. and yeah. your number two in a bag. Yeah. I can't. I can't. I can't believe that, Alina. Yeah, me too. I, I I never in my life I I believe I I will live this because you know when you when you decide to move in another country you know I didn't decide to come back here to destroy my life. Actually, I I decide to come to to came in Ireland to to do a better life for my son. But uh, the point it is what in the last year what it's happening for me. I don't know. I was very disappointed. And where have you come from? Uh, Romania. The people listening to this will say, I mean, that you came here for a better life, but what you are describing is third world. It's frightening. I know. Many times I want to come back in my country, but I didn't have the uh, opportunity. I didn't have option, you know, money to come back. And, you know, I feel I was, like, stuck in that apartment. And... Yeah, I hope I hope soon we'll found a solution, and we, me and my son, we can find our peace, you know, and stay in quiet and a nice atmosphere. And that's Alina speaking to Paul on Thursday. Now, Katu Cork is Cork Community Action Tenants Union. Nora, good morning. Oh, hi. Good morning. Uh, thanks for having us. Delighted. Be- before we. Um, talk about what you might be able to do for Alina. 
Uh, tell me a bit about your group. <clears throat> yes, so we are the same way that people can have a union in their workplace where all the workers unite and then they can negotiate better with their boss. We are a union for tenants, mortgage holders, people in emergency accommodation, basically everyone affected by the housing crisis, where we stand together and try to basically uh, put up a united front so we can really get um, our, our rights and what the dignity that every person deserves in relation to public authorities, to private landlords, to um, everyone who either takes advantage of the housing crisis at the expense of normal people or who, in the case of public authorities, uh, neglects, you know, like fails in, in, in their duty of care, like in the case of Alina that we saw now. So we're basically like a mutual aid, a solidarity group, um, where um, everyone has... Uh, has uh, their voice, so all the decisions are taken democratically among our members, and we have no outside funding, so this way we can be completely independent, and we, if we think a cause is worth defending, uh, well, basically, we, we don't have to be accountable to anyone except our own members and, and the decisions we take uh, in, you know, in the favor of, of our members so, and, so, and their problems. So to reiterate again, Alina is going to the toilet by doing her business either in a bucket or in a bag and taking it out in the yard to dump it. And as Paul said, that's third world stuff. That's that's Mm. shantytown stuff. Can Katu help Alina? Yes, so uh, what I would like to emphasize for our listeners is that Alina, before she got in touch with Katu, she really was not waiting passively for someone to save her. She really did everything a person normally can on her own looking for other accommodation. She called HAP three times. There were three HAP inspections that saw everything and wrote it down and actually gave four months to the landlord to fix it and he never came. She was writing every day to uh, Threshold, to the council. Yes, we have copies of those inspections and the inspections saw everything. They gave him three months and then the following inspection, because she was calling HAP all the time saying this is inhuman. So the following inspections gave him a month extra. So every time the inspection came, they would give him even more time. And all this time, I want to emphasize for your listeners, HAP payments from our money, from everyone's money, from public money, kept being made to the landlord as there was no functioning toilet and no shower. So, so 900 was, euros a month. So he was collecting a HAP. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm agog here, Nora. He was collecting a HAP payment being paid directly into his bank account while she exactly. was living in those conditions. Exactly. And Alina has to contribute a small part. This is how the system works. Sure, so she yeah, has yeah, to pay yeah. the difference to the council. And she kept paying the difference the whole time. And the whole time she was advised that nothing can be done and until she gets an eviction notice. But of course, there is no incentive for a private landlord to, to, to issue an eviction notice if he keeps getting public money with no accountability. And then, of course, he could not rent this, uh, right. this slum to anyone else. So, of course, he would have... It would be in anyone's interest to just keep the person there and keep getting the public money. So um, this this is why I say that this is not just this is not a personal failure of Alina. Alina is a hardworking person. Until she was so heavily pregnant, she worked all the time. She tried to do everything a rational person would do: call the authorities, call charities, so on. She has ample written documentation. She showed me her inbox. She was sending 50 emails a day, just with photos and whatever what was happening to her. And uh, can you imagine, someone could have been killed when the ceiling collapsed yeah. in her bathroom. She was just coming outside. And now what, what I wonder is, 
everyone was aware of this situation. People in the uh, council housing uh, offices, people in HUB, who are just making the payments. Um, when, when is enough enough? And also, um, uh, what I want to emphasize is that this is the most extreme case we've seen in Katu. But we have seen similar cases. For instance, we go often in Mayfield in the north side of the state, which are public housing, where we know he- Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. No hot water. Uh, Broken windows that not the tenants themselves have broken. And it takes years to fix. So this is also an indifference of public authorities. And in Angina's case, really what we will do is, of course, we have pressured the landlord because uh, actually on the day, I I just want to emphasize this, on the day that the ceiling collapsed, we spent the whole day with her, with a group initially of 20 people, but then, well, even by the end of the day, there there were quite a bunch of us. And we went to every single authority and asked just for emergency accommodation for that night because she could not go back in the house. And she was told in the council everywhere, go back in the house and wait for an eviction notice. Uh, she was terrified to go back in the house. And then... Um, and the, roof, ma- the roof had just fallen in. Yes, and, and, and there was still leakage of sewage from the apartment above, so it was oh also God. completely unhygienic. And then uh, in the um, uh, emergency accommodation, initially they said, well... Um, you see, it's uh, it's impossible uh, to get her sorted because she's not homeless. Because, but even though technically, by law, someone who lives in accommodation like this is considered homeless because you know this is not per se a house in which someone can live in. And again, so, and again, to reiterate, Nora, um, yeah, this is a slum, and it's a great word you used. This is effectively a slum for which taxpayers' money, my money and yours and Fergal's and Emer's, taxpayers' money is being given to that landlord in the form of HAP. Yes. And she's living there. Yes, exactly. And whenever uh, we we have called HAP in other situations where, for instance, HAP landlords wanted to evict with no notice, like they were just saying, oh, I'll evict you today without respecting any legal forms. And whenever with the union we called HAP offices for members who had this kind of issues, we were told, oh, it's a private matter, it's between the tenant and the landlord. Well, then this means that there's no accountability in this scheme. If public money is spent, but on, on the other hand, there is no monitoring of how the landlord actually uh, fulfills their duties. And then tenants are told, well, if you have a problem, just go to the RTB. Well, if your problem is that the ceiling collapsed or that you've had no toilet, going to the RTB will take months, maybe years. You know, there has to be, because this is all our money. There's been more than 600 million euro transiting through the staff offices last year, which is all money paid to landlords. Yes. With this money, maybe we could build loads of public housing. And this is what I want to emphasize, that there's loads of working class families that are maybe not in Alina's situation, but in situations that are just, you know, a, a, a little bit away from this, but still very desperate. Sure. And the public money is still being spent 
without anything else being changed from the landlord. So this is what, um, you know, maybe some listeners, um, if they're a bit skeptical, they will say, oh, maybe this woman wasn't trying hard enough, or, you know, maybe You've she just wanted... You've got the paperwork to disprove that completely. Have yes, you been able to yes. do anything for her, Nora? So basically, on the first day when we had the whole big group, uh, and honestly, I think our main strength was just that we were so determined not to give up, and we didn't leave until 9 p.m. And finally, when we got the fire brigade um, and the guardie to come to the scene and actually inspect the property, which only happened like really late at night after we'd exhausted, you know, all the administrative possibilities. They agreed, the fire brigade agreed that this was not a habitable space. Um, and so finally we, we pressured the landlord into, into, paying, into paying some nights uh, because she had nowhere to go at that point. She had not been given uh, emergency accommodation during the day. And now, uh, in the meantime, she is in a hostel um, by, well, uh, finally give her a hostel, but we will really pressure the council into really giving her a home because she's been on the housing list for years now. Um, she bids on houses every week. And I want to emphasize something that maybe listeners will identify with is that uh, they, they have a dog that they love very much. And for this little boy who has been through so much trauma, um, the dog is, is really important. It's like a member of the family. Of and, you know, you can't, you can't have a dog in a hostel. Um, and he has been really heartbroken about, uh, you know, like we, we, with the union, we've also really uh, tried to arrange temporary foster for the dog. Um, we've tried to do all the mutual aid things we can. But we really think that every family deserves a home, an actual home. Um, and the, the hostel is a good safety temporary solution. But, you know, a child has to go to school to be ready for, for school. The mother has to be able to cook. Mm. She will come out of hospital. And also one thing uh, I would like to say is that one of her twins might need uh, quite a serious medical intervention when uh, he's born. Uh, we've seen the, the last uh, MRIs um, oh, that were, dear. you know, extra medical tests. So people need she's a got safe space. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and because uh, um, twin pregnancies uh, often come to term much earlier. They do. They do. They do. Yeah, so this might be, you know, in four, in four weeks' time, five weeks at best. This, uh, this, this so, yeah, so so it's really hard. And we, we will just, uh, what, what we will do is we will keep, you know, pressuring um, social services and authorities to really, um, you know, uh, fulfill your care that we have as a society for, for families, uh, for, for every person, you know, the fundamental that every person needs. In Alina's case, in, and in all other cases, you know, like in, in Cato, we make no distinction. We just believe everyone should have a home and that, you know, all the public money that's used as part of the solidarity that makes society, it should be well spent. There should be accountability, you know. Mm. Um, you're, do, so, you're doing absolutely marvellous work by the, sound, by the sounds of it, Nora. Lastly and, and briefly, are you fearful that when the eviction ban ends at the end of March, people will be thrown out in the street? Yes, absolutely. And we have, uh, it's gone increasingly worse. And we have many of our members um, who, who are facing eviction themselves. We are uh, uh, insane number of evictions throughout. I am I'm the Munster organizer for CATU, so I know what is happening in the union throughout Munster. And we are seeing a, a huge increase 
in eviction notices. Um, often, uh, you know, no one checks afterwards if the house was really occupied by a family member or if yes. it was really sold. And uh, often it's really to up the rents um, and people will have no protection. Um, and even for us as a small union that only started three years ago, sometimes we have a problem of capacity because we try to campaign against every eviction. But the more we campaign, the more word gets to us of other things more people reach out and there's going to be thousands of evictions and if you see the prices um in cork city how have how they have gone up you know a family that was maybe renting at 900 a month will now if they are evicted they will look at similar properties that will be 1700 1800 a month it's not, that's and not doable. their wages haven't have doubled you know so it's it's, it's, it's going to be a real crisis and i'm really sure that also emergency accommodation services will not be able to cope so yeah it's terrible terrible times and uh, they're going to get worse with the ending of this ban nora thank you from catu cork community action tenants union i'm sure you'll find them on social media seem to be doing great work something of a new one on me i have to say but incredible work that they're doing that house or that place that alina was saying in was a hap property so the taxpayer was paying a large chunk of the rent and she was living in those conditions kate morning hi i want to see all the hap money given to that lady as compensation he knew what she was living in and this is a situation all that hap money he was still taking it knowing she was living like that yeah, so i'm sorry that's dickensian it is he was given three opportunities, I think, according to, to Nora, three opportunities to put it right and still didn't. Can I ask you something? You know, when somebody, um, the landlord says, you're gone, um, I'm selling the house. But then he turns around and he puts the rent up and puts somebody else in. Do the people have any rights at all then that were thrown out? That's an excellent question to which I don't know the answer, Kate. We know what happens, though. We know what happens. It happened in our own park and the person is living down in Dunhamore now because they couldn't find anybody in Cork. And the, the house went up in rent and there's new people there. And that was terrible because she could not find anywhere in Cork. Yeah. I know, it's, it's a dreadful situation and it's going to get worse. Thank you, Kate. Courts 96 FM.